Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Ox, and I'm coming to you live from Panama City, Panama, motherfucker. I am in the central of the Americas. I'm in the, the middle. I'm in Panama. I'm down here for a couple months, and yeah, I'm excited to be working abroad. My Girlfriend is working down here on a contract and I'm joining here or I'm joining her for a couple months here. And yeah, dude, it, it's it's been great to kind of get away from New York and have a solid place to record, solid place to work. I'm lucky that I can do everything remotely, so I need decent Wi-Fi and that is about it. Give me Wi-Fi, you give me life. I'm a simple man. What do I, what are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? Today, today we're going to get into something that is going to take the world by storm. I believe, you know, in the next three years, it is going to be inevitable. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to come like a hurricane there are certain people who are already aware of this and know that this is going on you know kind of on the fringes you'll see articles every now and again about this thing but what I'm talking about is deep fakes and more specifically deep fake pornography this shit's gonna be everywhere and I and I'm I'm gonna get into that and kind of give my opinion on it but there was this situation where a deep fake uh, or no or rather a uh, a twitch streamer was watching deep fake porn and apologized about it and i'm still kind of on the cusp of what to think about this situation. The title of the article is it's from Vice. The title the title is Deep Fake Porn Creator Deletes Internet Presence After Tearful Atrioc Apology. Atrioc is the the moniker of the person who's creating online. And it reads on Monday, Twitch streamer Brandon Ewing, who goes by Atrioc online, A-T-R-I-O-C admitted to buying and watching deep fakes from an account that makes non-consensual, sexually explicit, AI-generated videos of his colleagues in the streaming world. In a live stream on Monday, Ewing inadvertently showed browser windows open to a website that hosts non-consensual, AI-generated images. The window showed that he was viewing images on the account of someone who specialized in making deep fakes of popular streamers. Viewers of the stream caught the leak and screenshot of the site, then shared the site, images from it, and the names of the women who are deep faked. So essentially, this guy uh, was going to a website that created, you know, deep fake versions, these artificial versions of. I assume mostly female streamers and what they do essentially is they take the faces of a streamer. You're a female streamer. They can take your face as long as there's a video of you recorded somewhere and you can see your face clearly for 15 or 30 seconds or whatever. And there are thousands of hours of videos with popular female streamers. You essentially take their face and then you transplanted you artificially put that face on someone else's body that kind of matches and then bam it looks like you are watching a popular streamer have sex in a pornographic video even though that streamer isn't actually doing the sex and there's a lot of things Blowing around in my fucking mind with this right now. And blowing is probably not the best terminology when talking about deepfake porn. But yeah, so this, 
like the question is what do you do about this like what what is there to be done like what is the solution i think the first thing the first thing that has to happen it, if i'm a female streamer if my identity was being stolen from me essentially you know the rights to my uh image and likeness which are being artificially created and copied onto you know someone else's body or another artificially generated body and my face is on it so it looks like you know i'm sucking someone's dick in a porno but it's it's not me it's just an artificially rendered image if i'm a female streamer and there are other you know male streamers watching me without consent or other people you know to the to the guys making these deep fakes because i i assume it's mostly guys I, it, just knowing guys like it, it would be hard to imagine other girls doing these deep fakes like it, it this is a, a horny as fuck guy idea to see a girl online and think what would happen if i like glued her face onto another body that kind of looked like her and jerked off to it like it, it that's a guy's idea if i'm the female streamer who's getting her identity stolen and you know essentially there's porno videos floating around the internet that look like i'm getting fucked the first thing i would do is hire a deep fake expert i would contract a deep fake expert to deep fake the guys making my deep fake and I, I would say okay take these these popular male streamers that are watching me get fucked without my consent and deep fake them into porn with tiny dicks so you combat the deep fake with the deep fake if I if if my tits are going to be all over the internet, my face is going to be all over the internet, and people think it's me, people have no idea that it's not because deepfake technology is getting fucking incredible. Like it's absolutely absurd. I don't know if you guys have seen the Tom Cruise deepfake, but just type in Tom Cruise deepfake TikTok, Tom Cruise deepfake video. It's a little bit off. You can tell there's something off about it. But like, if this is how good the deepfakes are now. Imagine what the hell they're going to be six months from now or six years from now. It's a runaway train. This isn't stopping. Deep fakes are here to stay. So if I'm a female streamer, I'm getting back at the guys that are enjoying my non-consensual deep fakes and I'm contracting a deep faker to deep fake these guys with tiny dicks, with micro penises. I, I'm, I'm starting my own micro penis deep fake company. And I'm finding out who the people are that are enjoying, uh, you know, my content essentially without my consent. The, the, the guys who, you know, signed up for these websites and, you know, clicking on me or, and, you know, watching these videos. And then I am taking the male streamer's identity, deep faking their face onto a body with micro penis. And that is how you that that is deep fake warfare that is what the world the world is literally there's there's no physical wars anymore there's just reputational war and there's digital war and the two are going to combine into deep fake warfare where you're essentially just going to like instead of actually attacking someone instead of actually you know having to catch someone saying something stupid you could just make it you can just edit their voice if you have 30 seconds of their voice and 30 seconds of their face you can make any video you want essentially and people will think it's real deep fake warfare this th this is bad news for the average person Deep fakes are terrible news for the average person because, of course, your image and likeness can be copied infinitely. And you have zero control over how those images and those videos are used. And we don't really have any laws about it right now. Like, I, I was reading that there's only three states out, out of the three uh things like arizona california i forget the last one but there's only three states in the u.s with deep fake laws right now so 
it's pretty much like the wild west of deep fake copyright infringement slash security slash you know pornography consent like there really is no set law in this right now because it's a it's a new issue like no one imagine you know you're an athlete 20 years ago and the biggest copyright uh the, the biggest copyright issue you have is that there are people out there that are making counterfeit jerseys and making, you know, 20 bucks a pop off your name. And that is the that is the most significant copyright claim that you have to deal with. And you go to your agent, you take care of it, you know, maybe you sue some people. Now it's like imagine you're the fucking shortstop for, you know, the New York Yankees and you you're 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 scrolling through your email and you get an email from your your agent and he sends you a video and it's like you fucking another dude in an alleyway behind a bar and everyone thinks it's you and you're just like watching yourself fuck some guy and you're not even gay if you were that'd be fine it's whatever but it's just like someone's trying to fuck with you and there's just this thing spreading around all your sponsorships are stripped away you know, your your Photoshop, your your deep fake doing drugs, your deep fake fucking, your de- you're doing degenerate shit, and you have zero control. You're just watching it fall down. You're watching your life fall apart like a house of cards because someone took your face from an interview and then found a video of some guy fucking in an alley online and then put your face on top of it, and the internet moves way too fast for the truth to get out perception is reality you know you can't you can't be like guys it's not me like i didn't i didn't do it i wasn't even there like here's my location stop once the internet runs away with something it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's not true perception is reality your sponsors are done you know your fucking career might be over maybe the yankees drop you and it has nothing to do with you and it's fucking insane so th- those are the laws right now there's nothing there's nothing in in terms of you know what you can do or or can't do and i am kind of I'm in between about it. I don't I don't know. I'm going to get into the ethics in a little bit, but again, bad news for the average person because if you can't do anything about it and you're a celebrity, like there's celebrities saying like I take this down, take this down. There are videos of, you know, me sucking some dude's dick in uh in a bakery and you know, I haven't eaten carbs in years. What is this? Like I don't go to bakeries. And these celebrities can't do anything about it. So imagine the average person having this happen to them there there's zero repercussions for deep fakers so terrible news if you're just like a, a regular dude bopping around the fact that you can just be deep faked onto anything and can't do anything about it great news for porn stars though great news for porn stars because in the future you won't even have to act in a porno like the the days of being in a porno and having to show up to set and get fucked or fuck someone are soon coming to a close. It's just going to be AI generated realistic bodies fucking each other. And then if you're a porn star, you can sell your face to a company like Pornhub or Brazzers or whoever. And then you just say, okay, here, take my face and then put it on the these two bodies that are fucking. So essentially, it'll just be like these blank artificially generated bodies. And then they'll try to sign contracts with famous porn stars or, or hot girls. And they won't even have to do the fucking anymore. They'll just sign away their rights to their face. Sell your AI rights. Less work. Or... You have an OnlyFans, you hire a deep faker, you hire someone that's really good at it, you give them your face, you put out videos, you don't even have to take pictures or do videos anymore, it's all going to be online, it's just, it's just like, porn is not going to be, the, the, the divide with, porn's going to get weird, like, porn, there's going to be 
a point where people stop caring about if things are real or not real. If it's a person or it's a deep fake or some combination of the two. Because right now, right now people who watch porn and myself included, like you're, you're watching a real person. You're watching real people. However many people and whatever combination of tits, vaginas, and cocks that is slamming together. Whatever you're into, the, the thing that you know is that it's, it's real. It's the expectation, at least, that you're watching real people fucking. And then we're going to get to a point where it's like the deep fakes start intermingling with the real which is already happening like if, if you've ever scrolled through a porn site and like you you see these advertisements and you're like that kind of looks off because it's not that deep fakes are good but it's not like amazing yet it's not indistinguishable from real real people yet but like you see it intermingling in the feed pretty soon we're going to get to a point where there's not even going to be the thought in your head like, is this real or is this a deep fake, like trying to care, decipher which is which, because it's all going to be the same. The perception is reality. If you perceive it as real, it is real. Your brain is not going to know the difference. We don't have the capacity. We won't have the capacity to distinguish that after a certain point. So yeah, great news for porn stars. It's going to become a lot easier to be a porn star. You won't have to go to set and get gangbanged unless you truly enjoy it. Unless it is your heart's desire to get pillaged on set by Nine Inch Cox, you will not have to subject yourself to that unless it's truly fun. Unless unless it is your passion. And if it is, more power to you. You know, You should be able to do that. But it's not going to be that way for much longer. It's also great news for politicians who engage in pedophilic activity because, or, or, or just like world leaders, famous people, billionaires, like this is great news for Epstein-like characters or people who associate with him because now that deepfakes are becoming more mainstream and now that deepfakes are be becoming better literally every day, you can blame a video of you with an underage person. You can blame a photo of you with an underage person. Pretty soon, you can just write that off as a deepfake. That will, be an, that will become an excuse. And the average person in the public won't be able to decipher a deep fake from a real video. So even if like some people listening to this are probably like, well, you could analyze the video and see if it's edited, see if it's a deep fake. The average person doesn't know how to do that. Like if a politician gets on camera, you know, let's say five years from now and deep fakes are just running wild, like like people are doing absurd shit. It's not just porn, like it, it's movies now. They're deep faking younger versions of actors and actresses they're selling their rights like people people aren't coming into work anymore they're just these artificial bodies and people selling their faces do you think people aren't going to believe like if someone is actually sexually abusing children if that politician is well liked and they ha they you know they don't have a record you know they go on screen and they're crying in front of their their family they're crying in front of the press and they're going like i can't believe like someone would deep fake me like this with a with a child it's it's disgusting and it is but people will now get away with this because of deep fakes that that is the dark side to it it's that like sure there are positive aspects to what is coming with deep fakes and just besides porn, just like being able to artificially render things and virtual reality, um, you know, you could even have like virtual, uh, you know, movies, virtual trainings for military, like just being able to create copies of realistic people and use them in TV or the metaverse, like whatever. There's a lot of beneficial things that we haven't even tapped into yet that go along with deepfakes. 
and this type of technology. But the downside is that we lose the ability to tell what's real. There will be a very small amount of experts on this planet that are able to decipher what is truly a deep fake from what is not because it will get to a point where it's so complicated and it's so covered up that the tracks are covered so well that you you literally won't be able to tell the difference anymore. And that'll be scary. And you can get away with things when someone there there will be no blackmail. Like blackmail whether people like blackmail or not, blackmail fucking works, dude. Like if you want a politician to do something and you get a video or a picture of them cheating on their wife or even worse, you know, a lot of people believe that Epstein was a member of uh, Mossad or, or some sort of intelligence group and his job was to compromise people, high-powered people on his island by getting photos or images, renderings of them having sex with underage girls. A lot of people believe that was his job. Now we're living in a world where if you engage in that activity willingly and someone does try to blackmail with you it, or some, <laughs> someone does try to blackmail you with it, you now have an out. You now can say that's a deep fake. That's not me. Anything. Like if someone catches you robbing a bank, it's a deep fake. Wasn't me. Murder, deep fake. Wasn't me. Shitting in your neighbor's grill, deep fake. That's not my shit. My shit doesn't look like that. My asshole doesn't look like that. This is a deep fake, bro. Or maybe it is my asshole. Even so. I put a picture of my asshole online two years ago and someone used that to render my asshole over someone else's ass cheeks. And that is why it looks similar. Deep fake. There is nothing anymore. The article goes on to say, uh, as first reported by Dextero, Ewing said during his Monday stream in a tearful now viral apology that he clicked an ad for deepfake porn while browsing Pornhub. That ad took him to another subscriber-only website, he said, where he paid to view the images of popular female streamers. He said he was driven by morbid curiosity and that his watching non-consensual porn is not a pattern of behavior. His wife, cosplayer Ariana Ewing, sat in the background of the stream and cried. Deepfakes, images generated by machine learning algorithms to swap one person's face onto another's body, are primarily used to make non-consensual fake sex tapes that target and harass women. Since their inception in 2018, deepfakes have been used as a way to control women's bodies online. Targets of non-consensual sexually explicit deepfakes report that these videos have real devastating effects on their mental well-being and their ability, ability to exist online. And when it happens to online personalities like streamers and cosplayers, logging off and abandoning their livelihoods isn't often a reasonable option. Female streamers already contend with sexism, objectification, and disrespect as part of being online. Cosplayers similarly report rampant deepfake harassment that makes existing online difficult and traumatizing. So the unfortunate part of all of this, and, and I feel terrible for these girls, I feel ter terrible for these women, these creators... Because it's a shitty thing. It, you know, I'm joking about it, but like if I woke up one day and I was, you know, woke up to like a, a thousand DMs on Instagram of like, dude, is this you? Is this you? And I open up a video and it's me naked having sex with someone that I never had sex with. And I'm just watching that video and it's being distributed on the Internet and people are thinking that it's me. I could see, you know, how that would fuck someone up. That would definitely fuck me up. Like, I am usually pretty good at, at letting things roll off my shoulders, you know, just like taking things in stride. But 
I honestly don't know what I would do if that was me. Like, do I ignore it? Do I come out and say that it wasn't me? And and even though like that, once the story runs away, like it, it's getting shared. You can't outrun the internet, even with truth. That's the dangerous part about being on the internet is that things spread like wildfire and often things that aren't true spread much more quickly than things that are and then once it starts spreading the truth is not enough to put it out you can't put it out the only thing you can hope is that the fire you know burns out on its own but the damage is done do i make a joke about it do i fucking do i lean into it like i start making monetizing a deep fake porn for me on OnlyFans, like I don't know what I would do because that's uh you know it can be a I'm I'm sure that's a traumatizing situation. So I do have sympathies for these girls. The the thing that I the thing that's I'm almost certain about is that deep fake porn, deep fake porn is not going back in the bottle. Like once it once it started, once it was created you you're not getting it back in it's it's like trying to shove a million gallons of toothpaste back in a gallon container through the nozzle like you just can't do it it's it's too addicting it's it appeals to people's depravity and horniness and like this sense of like i'm watching something that's naughty like it, it, if it's if it can be spread at a wide scale and it like makes people feel naughty and f- satisfied and and, and y- y- you can't compete with that like it, it is out deep fake porn is not going back in the bottle so i don't think the answer is trying to get rid of it because that will be a lost cause I also don't think the answer is just saying like, well, it is what it is. Let's just run rampant with it because that's not right either. This is going to sound corny as hell, but we, if we're going to get past this deep fake situation, if we're going to use this to our advantage, if it's, if it's going to be something that doesn't destroy us, and I'm just talking about porn right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring all the other, you know, potentially harmful applications. If we're going to let this not destroy us, if we're going to, you know, get out in front of deep fake porn, we need ethical porn creators, and and we need some sort of pornographic regulation that doesn't destroy the internet. We need ethical porn creators. We need pornographic regulation, like a new type of pornographic regulation that is able to identify deep fakes without taking down other representations that that may be similar. Um, and we all, there's probably going to be a new field in the future. Like mark my words, in the next ten years, there will be ethical fantasization. Did I say that right? Ethical fantasizing, ethical fantasization courses or ethical fantasization, um, you know, kind of like discussions with kids, like not not like five, six year olds. I mean, like 12 year old, 13 year old kids that are at that age where they're starting to get interested in porn. Like we're going to need a lot of things in order for this not to blow up in our faces and in order for this like not to just completely destroy the internet because porn is the driver of the internet porn is the driver of like the 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 traffic the the use the innovation like if you look at everything like the 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 first things that you know, email was used for the the, the early internet. Uh, you know, fucking like th- th- porn is a huge, like a deep seated 
source of innovation for humanity that kind of flies under the radar because no one likes to talk about it. You look at all the top sites in the world, top top like five or six are porn websites. The earliest application of email, people were like using it to send pornographic images back to each other. You look at cryptid text, like porn is, <laughs> whether people want to admit it or not, is the reason for a lot of innovation. So deep fakes is no different than that. And But if, if we're not going to let it light the internet on fire, we do need some sort of ethical guidelines. Like we need porn. Again, this sounds silly, but like we need porn creators to step up and have some sort of ethical boundaries and also call out other porn creators who are not following those boundaries. And it, and it could mean things like only using faces of celebrities that license their image and likeness. You know, it means could mean taking down videos from your website, your porn website, that have images or videos of people who didn't sign up for it. Like, you know, people that upload videos that are, um, for, you know, Pornhub is essentially like the YouTube of porn. So if someone makes a deep fake video, let's say, you know, Jessica Alba, he uh, makes the video, uploads it to Pornhub, like gets 2 million views. There'll need to be some sort of ethical regulation where videos like that posted without consent will be taken down. And creators will have to abide by that and call other people out. There there also needs to be some sort of system that is flexible in terms of identifying non-consensual deep fake porn. Which will be really fucking hard because people's images and likeness, especially famous people, especially celebrities, streamers, they're all over the fucking internet. So, like, we need to have some sort of AI algorithm that is capable of deciphering non-consensual pornographic use cases versus a consensual pornographic use case versus just, like, a streamer talking or a video of them you know, making coffee or whatever the the whatever system regulates this and flags it because it can't flag too much. Because if you put something in a system and you say, okay, flag anything that has Jessica Alba's face on it, obviously you can't do that because her face is all over the place. People are using it for fair use. You know, you can have. Jessica Alba's face or a clip of her from a movie in a video for a certain period of time legally under the the Fair Use Act. Um, you know, you can also have pictures of her on your website if you credit those pictures, credit those photos. So there are a lot, there are a lot of cases, you know, most cases, probably like 99% of cases of Jessica Alba's identity online are legal and, um, you know, within the rights of people to post. So you need like a very precise identification system that can run through literally the entire internet and like scrub the internet and, and flag non-consensual deep fake uses. It's gonna be really fucking tough. Cause like when that starts to happen, then I'm sure, you know, just like there's a way to hide drugs in a bag in, in your airport or hide drugs in your bag in an airport, not that you own the airport, but like just masking, using masking agents to hide from dogs, like hide the scent, you know, vacuum seal bag, shit like that. Just like you can hide the trace of drugs. There's probably also going to be, you know, deep fake signatures that are being altered or, um, you know, encrypted to the point where the programs that are built to find deep fake signatures that are non-consensual, the pornographic ones especially, the deep fake creators are eventually going to outrun that and say, okay, we're going to change the signature. We're going to encrypt it in some way. We're going to hide it. We're going to put it behind, you know, some sort of firewall, whatever it is. We're going to make it hard. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not hopeful for the future of deep fakes and deep fake porn at all because in order for us to get past it again like we have to internally 
like this it's going to be really fucking hard to regulate like we can't rely on regulation we're going to need people to step up and draw a line and say we're going to ethically create porn and we're going to call out other people we're going to you know we're going to encourage people that make porn the right way and we're going to call out people that make porn the wrong way because it's going to be a really long time until regulation is able to catch up to this we don't even have laws against it yet and like deep fakes are getting better and better and better and better and better the people who work for government agencies that at you know taking down deep fakes are not going to be nearly as good as making these deep fakes as like you know the wild west deep fakers that are out there making porn of celebrities and they're they're doing this 12 hours a day they're on their computer they've been doing this for 10 years they're you know the best deep fakers in the world there's no way you know some government regulatory agency is going to be able to catch up with them no shot so like we do need some humanity in the porn industry and also from porn watchers too like um you know not to put myself on a on a high horse because i am you know i've been a piece of shit you know i like to think i'm becoming less of a piece of shit on a day-to-day basis but i i've done some shitty things but in terms of porn like i'm a pretty straight shooter you know i'll occasionally watch amateur videos I'm big into, you know, just jerking off without porn. Like, I I think that kind of resets you and forces you to use your imagination. I've dabbled in audio porn. I've spoken about that a little bit on the podcast. Like, just listening to porn. You know, whatever you're into. But I haven't yet, um, and I hope I never do, like, knowingly watch a non-consensual porn including deep fake because something about like even though it's not the actual person something about it seems uh fucked up like i get i get the urgency like i get the sensation of like holy shit dude like jennifer lawrence porn and you like you want to click on it and just like watch someone that looks exactly like jennifer lawrence you know completely naked having sex with some dude i get the like i'm not an idiot i get the appeal of that i'm a guy and i don't even know if i have the willpower not to click on something like that in the future i hope i do but i do think it's fucked up it there's just even though it's not the person there's like we live in a world now where you can wake up and see yourself getting fucked and it's not actually yourself but everyone else thinks it is. And there's going to be a really dark side to this technology. And again, we're also going, th- th- mark my words, there's, there's going to be, whether it's university courses or just like, you know, something that will be offered in school. And if it's not offered in school, it should be ethical fantasization. Like what, because deep fake porn is an extension of a fantasy. Some guy you know, in a basement was watching Silver Linings Playbook and was like, oh, I wonder what Jennifer Lawrence looks like naked. I'm going to, you know, take her face and get a body that matches and put her on a deep fake porn and boom, Jennifer Lawrence in a porno. Deep fake is an extension of that guy's fantasy. And it took him, you know, hours, possibly weeks to correct it and learn those skills. And, you know, he's working away and boom, uploads a video not Jennifer Lawrence, but it looks like her and people are clicking on it, getting millions of views. And you'll have to have scenarios and teach kids, you know, like once they're approaching those teenage years, like getting interested in porn, like what is ethical fantasization? Like what, what is right? What is wrong? Cause like I've, I've never really thought about that until recently. I, I had a guy named, Chris Bartell on the podcast, on the Oxoro podcast, um, where I have guests on, and we spoke about video game fantasies and, and you know video game ethics, and we we spoke a lot about that and how it's how like what's ethical, what's right, isn't necessarily about the actions that you commit, but also about 
the character that you cultivate and what type of character are you cultivating with your fantasies and what type of character aren't you cultivating with your fantasies because your fantasies are a huge part of who you are whether or not you act them out because your fantasies garner impulses they garner images they garner feelings emotions and as the world goes on there's becoming less and less of a separation between fantasy and reality like you jerk off and you're sitting in your bed by yourself and you're picturing jennifer lawrence and all of a sudden a video pops up on your phone and you no longer have to just watch that in your imagination anymore so it's like we're gonna need some sort of guidelines of what is right what is wrong on this for future generations and we'll also need um Again, sounds cheesy, like who the fuck is going to, you know, be on the internet and and leave a comment on a porno video and be like, hey, this is kind of fucked up. Like, this is, this is kind of wrong. (laughs) It's like some dude that just finishes, like he's jerking off to a video with Jennifer Lawrence. And as soon as he comes, he's like, oh, what did I do? Like, this is so fucked. And then two hours later, he's like back on another Jennifer Lawrence video. Then he comes. He's like, oh, no, comment. Like, ah, don't be like me. Don't do this. (laughs) But yeah, it's a weird dynamic. Again, because like porn provides the biggest drive for humanity to pioneer new tech. Like it's a double-edged sword, like I was saying, because there's so many new technologies that have been invented on the backs of horny guys. Like guys that are just like sending porn or making porn, whatever, like sending or just like debased shit. You want to figure out a way of how to do that. So like email, big part of early like email is porn, encrypted porn, you know, deep fake porn. Like a, a lot of these technologies like the early use cases is some horny guy going like how do i fucking make this thing or like how do i send this thing like pornography is a huge driver of progress whether people want to admit it or not it's a huge it's a thing in humanity that is that is central to us and innate to us that's not going away anytime soon i don't think it will ever go away but we have to learn to live with it and do it better than we're doing it right now we can't have deep fakes and act like savages. Like with the new technology, we need a new level of understanding. And that's also what's so dangerous with technology is that we're human beings. We're only evolving at the rate that we evolve. You know, so we can't, uh, you know, our brains are, are what they are. Our bodies are what they are. Unless we merge with AI anytime soon. Um but like technology is moving so fast. It's like we don't have the capacity to deal with shit like this. Like like things like deep fake porn may be too tempting to stop. Like I don't know if we have the self-control to deal with that. Forget right and wrong. Like, you know, I could see this being like a new addiction. Like you go to the movies and then you see someone you like on screen and then you go home and like your life is just kind of like chasing deep fake porn creations based on who is the person of the moment in your fantasies. Here's a question that I have. Is deep fake porn ethical if it's private use? Like if, if I, let's say I made a video for myself and I didn't release it, didn't upload it to the internet, didn't send it to anyone, just kept it for myself. I made a deep fake porn, uh, you know, Holly Berry put her face on some artificial body, made a pornographic video of her, and I just watch it and I keep it to myself. Is that wrong? Because I was thinking about it and I'm like, we fantasize about people without their consent. I can go in my bed right now, lie down and jerk off to an image of Holly Berry or, or you know, basically like a video of in my head, a head movie, 
like in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I like head movies. I'm Simple Jack. <laughs> I can make a head movie of Holly Berry where she's naked doing naughty things and no one else sees it but me and it gives me pleasure so if I made a video of Holly Berry and kept it to myself is that wrong it seems like there's something wrong with it I can't tell you what though because like she's not getting hurt no one else is seeing it you know let's say I destroy it after I'm done like, is that, is that a wrong act? Me using Holly Berry's face in a deep fake porno, pornographic video. Only I see it. I destroy it after there's no trace. So is the wrongness in the deep fake? Is the wrongness in that it's public? Is it a combination of both? Because I, there, there are ways to ra- rationalize it. Which is also dangerous because I could totally see people saying like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence, like I've jerked off to her before in my mind. What's wrong with me watching a video? And we're going to have to have conversations about that. Like we we fantasize without consent in our heads. We'll have to have a conversation about fanatization without consent when it comes to media. And I have one message and, and one last thing on deepfakes to the person who deepfakes this podcast, to the person who deepfakes me in a porn because of this podcast. Hopefully I blow up that much to the point where I log on to a porn site one day and I see my face in a thumbnail and I'm like, here we go. Time to watch myself fuck. To the person who does that deepfake, please give me a huge cock. Please give me a huge cock. I mean, it, I've worked my ass off on this podcast, and I am not going to have my rights stolen to my image and likeness for an average size cock. I don't want to log on to a porn and see my cock. I want to log on to a porn and see my face attached to a fucking 10.5 inch Thor's lightning bolt thunder hammer. I want, I want that cock to come out of her fucking mouth. So if you're listening to this and you're doing, if you're a fan of the podcast and, and I can't do anything about it, you're going to put the deep fake out there. Give me just a fucking like, boom, a baby's arm. I think I deserve it. I've heard people uh, recently saying that Twitter is the new town square. It's the next thing I want to get into. Let me just do a coffee refill one sec. Oh, yeah. Nothing better than sitting in Panama City, sipping on some fresh coffee, recording a solo podcast. People have been saying that Twitter is the new town square. And... There's no like there's no short way around this other than saying it's not like th- Twitter is not the new town square. There there are a lot of there are a lot of people, you know, saying after Elon Musk bought Twitter and made it, you know, more equanimous in terms of what people are allowed to post and and you know, unshadow banned people, which is great. You know, pe- people people are going one step further and saying, like, Twitter is the public square. Twitter is the town square. It's back to being the 2009 version of Twitter or whatever it was when it first launched where, you know, people weren't being shadow banned and you could see, you could reach all your followers. You know, if you post on Twitter, you reach 50% of your followers, whereas, like, if you're shadow banned, maybe 5% of your followers see it. People are saying, like, Twitter is the town square. And I don't think people realize what a town square is because the origin of a town square comes from ancient Greek democracy, like the ancient Greece. The OG town square is philosophers, politicians, 
you know, peasants, people gathering in a physical place, listening to people like Socrates talk about democracy and ethics, like literally the foundations of modern society. And that is what a town square is. Those are the origins of a town square. When I log on to Twitter, I see tits, crypto schemes, and bullshit life hacks. Twitter is not a town square. Twitter, Twitter is people yelling at each other, putting things out into the ether, not you know being able to get valuable feedback. Like there, there was a, there was a tweet I saw recently. It's like some guy, some like fake finance guy, tweeted something along the lines of my my five million dollar morning life hack routines or some bullshit. I was like, okay, like million dollar morning. This this seems good. So I'm looking at it. It says one wake up at five a.m. I'm like, all right, I've done that. I I don't have a million dollars, but. Let's see where this goes. Two. Fast. Don't don't eat breakfast, essentially. I'm like, okay. I already do that. Still don't have a million dollars. Three. Journal. Like, all right, is this going somewhere? Like, this is not a million dollar morning. This is just like a BuzzFeed list of some like morning self-help routine and the last thing that this guy said is number five buy my course on drop shipping where i teach you how to become financially independent i'm like and people are retweeting it liking it saying like oh my god like this this you're amazing like you're just showing all of us peasants how to make millions of dollars on working four hours a week and like working for ourselves creating these independent bosses yeah bitch could you imagine if you got out of bed on Saturday morning to go to a town square, like you, you get up early, you're planning your month, like there's a monthly town square and fucking like whatever city you're in. And, you know, you make plans, you, you have, you know, people babysit your kids and you're like, this is the town square night. Once a month, everyone gets together in a town square. And you go and you listen to this person and you listen to a bunch of people get up on stage and like you talk and you meet. It's like politicians, athletes, writers, philosophers, whoever. It's town square. And someone gets up on stage and says, hear ye, hear ye. Here are my five life hacks for a million dollar morning. By the third one, when the, by the, by the bullet point number three, when this guy's like, don't eat. People would be like, get the fuck off stage, dude. Like, you're you're a piece of shit con artist. You're telling people that they can make a million dollars by waiting until 1 p.m. to put food in their mouths? Like, you're just regurgitating some bullshit you saw someone who has more followers than you retweet. And also, if you're so goddamn rich, why are you selling drop shipping courses? This is, I'm just going to go on a side tangent for a sec before I come back to the, the town square. People who are rich and people who are the best at what they do in the world don't sell fucking courses on what they do. LeBron James isn't on Substack pushing his three-point course or his defense course. Do you get what I'm saying? Justin Verlander isn't on like Patreon charging people $5 a month to learn how to throw a curveball. Warren Buffett is not slinging investing courses online on a like a, a a subreddit for investing trying to sell like $400 courses because the best people in the world 
are too busy being good at what they do and making a shit ton of money doing it. If you are truly good at what you do, you're not trying to teach people how to do it because you realize that you can't really teach people how to do what you do. There's a level of creativity to it. And everyone has a different background, different genetics, different preferences, different ability. There's no one size fits all. And the the truly best realizes. And, and if you ever t- if you ever talk to like a, like a truly skilled person, like top ten of what they do in the world, often those are the most humble, like quick to point out people that. Like, they don't really know exactly, you know, what the formula is. Anyone who's trying to sell you the formula is bullshit. Because there is no formula, because everyone's situation is different. So it's like, it. if there were th- these guys on Twitter that are selling you, like, these crypto courses or dropshipping courses, charging you, like, 400 bucks just to be in a fucking, like, Discord chat. They're not making money on what you they tell you they're making money at. Like when it says like investor in their bio, it should say course seller because that's how they're truly making money. They're they're putting out a persona. This it works. This this it works so well. That's why people are doing it. You put out a persona. You know, you lean against your Ferrari. You take a picture of you working out. You're in your fucking garage with stacks of books. And you say, this is my life. This is what I do every day, which you don't. You rented the car. You rented the house. You fucking bought the books just for the bookshelf. And you say, this is my daily life. And if I'm, if you want this life, if you want the girls that I paid and the car that I rented and the, the house that I put on my, you know, my dad's Airbnb account, you can buy my course. And I'll show you how. Buy my course and I'll show you how. Dude, there's a reason why fucking like Kendrick Lamar doesn't teach rap courses. Or if he does, he's doing it for free because he already has so much fucking money. So like these people that are telling you, I have it figured out and also buy my course, be careful. I'm not saying no one is selling good courses. But like, if someone's telling you that they made their money, but they're still trying to sell you on a product and like, that's what their entire page is about. And like, they're like, you click on their Twitter bot and it's just like a funnel to a course. Be really fucking careful because that shit's probably not real. They're selling you a fake lifestyle and a fake product. But back, back to, back to the town square the town square would filter out bullshit like this so much more quickly. Like I'm talking about like in-person public town squares because you get like more honest back and forth when people are in person. Like someone would just call you out on the stage and be like, does anyone have a question? Yeah. Why are you selling courses if you're so goddamn rich? Um, well, you know, I just want to give back to the community because, uh, okay, well, if you're giving back to the community, why are you charging then? Um, well, you know, it's like a limited offer. You know, there's only so much amount of these courses I can give. It's a digital course. You can just press a button and send me it. There's no limited amount of course. Why on your website does it say only 39 copies left? If it's a digital course, you literally just send people digital copies of it. Oh, well, it's it's so much harder to fake who you are. And it's so much more intimidating to have to talk to people in person, which is why there's so many charlatans on Twitter, because you can hide behind your, you know, your followers. You can hide behind the people that hype you up. You can block people. You you can't block someone in a town square. Like, if someone's asking you a question and talking to you, you can't just hit a button and make them disappear. I think we need to bring back actual town squares. I think we have to, like, have monthly town squares where you go in person, you can show up, you can pitch your shit, ask questions, get pushback. It's all fun. All, all, you know, good fun, good faith conversations. 
But like Twitter's not a town square. The people that are saying that are fucking idiots. Like Twitter, you know, it's a it's more like a fucking coliseum where you just gather your followers and like aim them at people and you watch people get canceled and you're you're just like rooting your primal instincts take over people aren't thinking for themselves they're just you know trying to slam dunk on everyone twitter's not a town square also i i saw there's an fbi report that said 80% of twitter is bots like bot accounts so like not only is twitter not a town square twitter is literally just like people's accounts plus armies of thousands of fake followers that you know they've paid to like and retweet all of their shit kind of like agent smith clones in the matrix where neo has to fight like these never-ending agent smith clones like literally that's what people can buy on twitter they just have like armies of bots that will do whatever they say and retweet and like and like if if someone comments on your shit and you don't like them for 20 bucks you can send like a thousand bots to their account and just like comment on all their shit and people you know have their lives and not their lives ruined but like their days and weeks ruined with interactions that they don't even know are bots like people are getting triggered over fake accounts like these aren't even real people it's all a dumpster fire if i'm elon i'm just deleting twitter straight up Elon Musk would get the Nobel Prize if he deleted Twitter right now. Like, it was a good attempt. I think it's just so fucked at this point. Like, it's trying to be something it's not. It's not the town square. You know, I don't know what the fuck it is at this point. 80% of it are bots. Maybe it's more. (laughs) Maybe there's like four people on Twitter. And two billion bots. I wouldn't be surprised, but... Who knows? Who knows at this point? Um, The last thing I wanted to get into is Trank Dope. Apparently, there's a new drug. This is an article from the New York Times called Trank Dope. T-R-A-N-Q Dope. Animal sedative mixed with fentanyl brings fresh horror to U.S. drug zones. Over a matter of weeks... Tracy McCann watched in horror as the bruises she was accustomed to getting from injecting fentanyl began hardening in an armor of crusty blackened tissue. Something must have gotten into the supply. Switching corner dealers didn't help. People were saying that everyone's dope was being cut with something that was causing gruesome painful wounds. I'd wake up in the morning because my legs and arms were dying, Miss McCann 39 said. In her shattered Philadelphia neighborhood and increasingly in drug hot zones around the country, an animal tranquilizer called xylazine x-y-l-a-zine xylazine known by known by street names like trank trank dope and zombie drug is being used to bulk up illicit fentanyl making its impact even more devastating xylazine causes wounds that erupt with a scaly dead tissue called escher untreated they can lead to amputation it induces a blackout stupor for hours rendering users vulnerable to rape and robbery When people come to, the high from fentanyl has long since faded and they immediately crave more. Because xylazine is a sedative and not an opioid, it resists standard opioid overdose reversal treatments. Dude, this shit is fucking insane. Like, literally, we have a zombie drug in the streets killing people. When is the government going to legalize drugs and make some sort of safer system? for people to gain access because drug use is not going away anytime soon. Like drugs are literally turning people into zombies and the U S government is still like, yeah, not legalizing them. Like it, it could be the, the choice could be between, uh, like a, a zombie, the last of us situation or legalizing drugs And people would still be lobbying the government. Like, Big Pharma would still be lobbying the government not to legalize drugs, to squeeze the last profit out of prescription drugs before, you know, the zombie apocalypse takes over. Like, how many bad side effects and stories have to happen before the government's like, all right, like, people aren't stopping drugs anytime soon. If we legalize them, then 
there can be a testing process. There can be a vetting process. We can have, you know, an age system where you have to be, you know, a certain age to get a certain drug, you know, pass a psychological test. Like, it would be so much safer if we just legalized drugs, including the hard ones. Because you can't control what dealers are putting shit. It's not enough to say, like, don't do drugs and don't buy it because people are addicted to it. They're, they're sick. So you're leaving them with the, the, this only option, which is to buy from street dealers who either, you know, them or their suppliers are putting in xylazine, cutting it with shit. That's literally turning you into a zombie, like fucking killing off your tissue. And still the government's like, yeah, can't do anything about it. <laughs> what if we legalize drugs? That would solve the problem. That would, you know, give people a safer option. We'd be able to sell it and test it and regulate it. You know, it would take the power out of the hands of the cartel because then people would have other options to buy drugs from instead of the ones illegally sent in from Mexico and South America. Yeah, no, we'll we'll just keep things the same as they they are. I don't see a reason to change. Only like 2 million people turn into zombies. Like, it's not that big of a deal. We'll just keep the supply coming in. Keep it coming in. You know, war on drugs. It's a big money-making machine. We don't want to touch that. Just make it legal. It would solve so many issues. Can someone deep fake me injecting trank dope into my neck during that porno? Whatever porno I'm in, like, I want a nine-inch cock, and I want to I wanna just fucking sh- being shooting up with trank dope. Like, I want the most depraved porno that you can make. Like, just, ma- just make me a fucking, like, wretched dope zombie. I don't care. The world is over. It's ending. Just just fucking stick a needle in my neck. Give me a fat cock and I'll, you know, call it game over. I'll say, you know what? It is me. <laughs> that is me. I'm a trank dope fiend with a huge fat cock. That's not a deep fake. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. If you want, I put out bonus episodes on auxoro.supercast.com. Uh, there's also mini episodes on there. You can suggest topics for the show and also suggest topics and questions for me to ask guests on the Auxoro podcast. So go check out auxoro.supercast.com for all the, the bonus content. Um, you know what you get on there, scroll through it, see if you like it, see if you don't, it's whatever. Um, also, you know, if you do like the podcast, it means a lot. If you would go rate it on Spotify right now, we need to get the ratings up on there on the aux, go rate it five stars. And yeah, love you guys. I'll talk to you next time.